Hey guys, I'm Landon. And I'm McKinley. And this is the second episode of Bikini Bottom Live, where we cover Reef Blower, which premiered on May 1st, 1999, along with Help Wanted and Tea at the Tree Dome. Uh, these premiered at the Kids' Choice Awards in uh, 1999, uh, which was the very first reveal of SpongeBob to uh, the public. Yes, and I, I, we think that might be the reason that um, Reef Blower is so short. Um, we were recently studying up on the reason why there's no dialogue, so we're going to get right into that. Uh, the reason why there is no dialogue is quite debated. Uh, the most common explanation is that the studio's uh, recording equipment broke. Uh, however, on further research, we could not find any sources on that claim, not even in the DVD commentaries or uh, interviews with the creator or um, anything. And it doesn't make much sense either from a technical standpoint as to why the entire episode would ha would be completely rewritten for what should be a temporary issue. Correct. So, let's dive in. Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! I can't hear you! Aye, aye, Captain! Oh! We start off with Squidward walking out of his... Uh, Easter Island head home, and now we know that Squidward is SpongeBob's neighbor. Uh, this is the first time we actually have that confirmed. That's debuted. Even though we've seen Squidward's house before, this is the first time we know he's his neighbor. Squidward walks out, fixes his flower, and sees that there is a seashell in his yard, so he decides to kick it into SpongeBob's yard. Uh, SpongeBob comes out of his uh, bedroom window, which is also, the source of a popular Spongebob uh, meme is his face in the window. But as he looks out the window, he sees this seashell and proceeds to slide to the back of his house where we now see a garage. And this is a, uh, the first time we see a running gag in the series, which is the ridiculous spatial dimensions of Spongebob's house. As we constantly see throughout the rest of the series, uh, massive, massive rooms within his small pineapple home that otherwise should not be there. Yeah, and, I, and that's another thing that I I like about cartoons is uh, it that doesn't really matter. Uh, I was recently watching something where um, Butch Hartman oh, was one of the um, I think writers or he worked on Johnny Bravo and he had this long sequence where Johnny Bravo is vacuuming his vacuuming his house. And he, the vacuum was taking him all through these rooms and stuff. And then after he worked so hard storyboarding it, uh, he was told he had to change it because it did not follow the layout of the house. And he didn't even know there was a layout. So SpongeBob's house sort of has a layout, but they don't really care. Like, I mean, there's his bedroom, which is on the top floor, his living room, which is on the bottom floor, his kitchen, which is on the bottom floor, and then there's the the staircase. But, you know, but then we get a library, and then we get this huge like telescope at one time we get the garage at one time but this house on the outside is about the size it's of a, a garage it's a pineapple <laughs> i mean yeah it's it's small but the inside's fairly large I mean, it's just like a sitcom it's like you know they always show the outside of the house and then they'll show the inside and everyone's rooms are humongous because it's a tv show i just i like that um i try to incorporate that into uh, the cartoon I'm working on, uh, even with like cars and stuff, if you just make it a little bigger, 
It gives you a little more space to breathe and animate, you know. You try to make everything to scale, it's just annoying and it's not fun. Um, so we get SpongeBob, he gets out of his garage with his reef blower, which is a take on a leaf blower, of course, but uh I don't think this actually blows air. I think this just sucks in water and jettisons it out. Uh kind of like a pressure washer. Uh, but it's underwater, so it's just blowing. It can also suck, which we'll get later. But SpongeBob blows the seashell away, um, and then it keeps coming, floating back down in the same spot. So he turns it on turbo and makes a crater in the ground. The sand shoots up, and then we get Squidward sitting outside, back at the back side of his house, eating like salad or something, and the sand you know, defying the laws of water, falls straight down on top of him and uh, and he just looked at the camera because there's no dialogue in this episode. But I think that was on purpose because all of the jokes in, in this and stuff are just visual comedy, pure visual comedy and sound effects. And we get one bit of dialogue, but that comes later. Um, actually, it comes right after this uh, because... Uh, SpongeBob runs over there, and he blows all the sand off of Squidward, and Squidward slowly looks down at his salad, and, uh, and he's like, there's sand on it, and SpongeBob blows the sand off in Squidward's eyes, and his <laughs> eyes start watering, so then he blows Squidward's eyes, and he just goes... <laughs> oh, I was, I was going to go uh, back to what you were talking about of the design of this episode, uh, and why, like you said... It had to have been designed this way from the beginning. Uh, there's no way they could have just rewritten this episode uh, to account for no dialogue. The entire structure of the sh- the episode is around there being no dialogue. Completely visual humor. Um, there's some scenes where it looks like the characters are speaking, or should speak, should be speaking, but they don't. But there's still very clear visual, you know, uh, guides and. Uh, humor involved so you don't even need dialogue to understand anything that's going on yes and i also think this is just speculation but um they probably needed to get as much spongebob into a 30 minute time spot as possible um so you know i think um help wanted and tea at the tree dome are around 10 minutes and then um you get uh this one which i believe is two minutes and 51 seconds. The shortest episode to date. Uh, our, 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 own, our own theory as to why this episode is so short is just that it was premiered alongside Tea at the Tree Dome and Help Wanted at the Kids' Choice Awards. So our theory is that the network made a very strict uh, uh, twenty-two, approximately 22-minute time slot which had to be filled completely. Uh, so we think that they might have scheduled the other two episodes, uh, maybe like storyboarded or so, before this episode, and realized that it would probably not come out that long. So they made this episode as an inter uh, intermediary to fill in that time, which is why uh, it transitions, if you look up the original you know, broadcast of it, uh, as soon as Help Wanted ends, this episode begins. Title card, no even introduction. The episode just starts. Uh, so it's very strict on time. 
So uh, we believe that it was just created to fill in this gap. Yes. And before we forget, let's give some of the people some credits. Um, we have the writers, Stephen Hillenberg, Derek Dryman, Tim Hill, storyboard artist, Jay Linder, and Paul Tippett. We also have animation, uh, Fred Miller, and Tom Yasumi, who this was his first uh, episode to work on, Tom Yasumi, and he still continues to work on SpongeBob. Uh, going back to the episode, this is uh, where we f- get our first bit of closest thing to the dialogue in the entire episode. That is where SpongeBob sees the seashell uh, back over in his yard and then points at the seashell, mouthing the word you uh, in a subtitle appearing, but still no audible speech is heard. Yes, and I would like to talk about uh, SpongeBob's eyebrows in this scene. Because SpongeBob really doesn't have eyebrows. He has uh, six long eyelashes, um, which is kind of funny because sometimes he has eyebrows and sometimes he does not. Uh, Patrick always has eyebrows, I'm pretty sure. Uh, But SpongeBob just has these long, girlish-like eyelashes, which, you know, a lot of older cartoons would have drawn on a character to to show that that was a girl, (laughs) but it's SpongeBob. But when he points at the uh, seashell, he says, you, which it it says you in a subtitle, he has thick black eyebrows. (laughs) It's so funny. Uh, So then he runs over, he jumps off of Squidward's table. Squidward's just like, what just happened to me? And um, he sucks in. He turns the reef blower to suck. Sucks up the uh, the uh, shell. And um, he uh, he thinks he's done for the day. And the machine uh, makes a noise and spits out uh, all the stuff inside of it. Along with some cogs and stuff. So it's like, does this thing even work anymore? And uh, it, it, it kind of opens like a mouth. And it goes, <clears throat> like coughs it out. So he picks it up, and in, in this scene, they give SpongeBob massive hands. I mean, like Hulk, like the Hulk hands. And like he picks up <laughs> all the sand, throws it back in the machine, zips it up, and he can't get it to start because it has like a lawnmower kind of starter. So he pulls the ripcord, and he runs many blocks, and then looks at the camera and lets it go, but it doesn't move. And then he grabs onto it again, and then zips off in like a second and then we get this bubble silhouette of spongebob if you notice a lot i think especially the older seasons there are constantly bubbles and every time a person moves there's bubbles i mean it's just like that added detail it's not like they there's no they weren't lazy about it um so he jets and two cars uh almost hit him he goes in between them and then uh, smacks into the um, reef blower, and then it starts vibrating crazy, and he holds on to it, and it sucks all the water in the ocean into it. I mean, it's not like just the water around. It seems to be all the water in the <laughs> Another, ocean. like, spatial gag is that he sucks the entire ocean into his <laughs> reef blower, uh, and we get a shot here of uh, Squidward sitting on his uh, doorstep, which is uh, another sort of uh, error here, is that Squidward does not have a doorstep before or even after this. Uh, he's, we see Squidward sitting on his doorstep as the water from the ocean drains, and here he tries to take a breath and cannot, and starts suffocating. We see two X's in his eyes. 
Also, Squidward's a different color when the water uh, goes down. He's like more of a brownish color. Turns sort of purple. Almost like a, the correct color I think he would be. Um, and then like you can see like the sunrise because there's no there's no more ocean effect. It loses the SpongeBob look as soon as the water leaves. Um, and then uh, the reef blower explodes. All the water comes back, and but then but then it just rains sand down on Patrick and Squidward's houses. But SpongeBob's house is completely fine, and he just uh, his hands, you know, cleans him up. He says, "Well, I'm done for the day," and uh, goes back inside. And uh, Squidward's just sitting there in a pile of sand, like you know, he he doesn't even like he just gives up. And then and then. His nose is sticking out of the sand, and that 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 first seashell that was there at the beginning of the episode comes back and lands on his nose, and then we could kill it. Um, and I think while this episode may be extremely short, uh, I think this episode is extremely important if you are watching the the series, you know, chronologically, because in the first episode we don't know, actually know SpongeBob and uh, Squidward are neighbors. Uh, nor why Squidward does not like Spongebob. But this episode, coming immediately after, immediately uh, acts as a characterization to tell us why Squidward, first of all, that Squidward is his neighbor, and then why he does not like Spongebob. Yeah, you can, I mean, he's obviously annoyed by Spongebob, but it's not like one of those, one of the, like some of the later episodes where, like, he cannot stand Spongebob, and then they have to go do something like pizza delivery or, um, you know, there's there's a lot where uh, we would like to definitely recommend a video. Uh, there's this a video essay by uh, Emperor Lemon. Uh, his YouTube name is just Imp Lemon. Uh, where he delves into the uh, fine details of what makes Spongebob uh, such a great show. Highly recommend the video. Uh, the video is called, There Will Never Ever Be Another Cartoon Like Spongebob Squarepants. It is probably the greatest dissection of why the older episodes work yeah, especially the first three seasons which he regards just like we do that is the golden spongebob that is the the top that's the best um there's after that it's not good anymore because he dissects the dichotomy of squidward and spongebob and how squidward is equally or more an important character the most important character uh spongebob obviously is the most important character but his show doesn't work if there's not uh, the anti-Spongebob, which is Squidward. But if you... I re- highly recommend that video. It's called There Will Never Be Another Epi- another Show uh, Like Spongebob. And it's by Emperor Lemon. Uh, definitely check that out. I think it's getting some traction. Um, it should be. It's almost like a college dissertation. Uh, and he's cracked the code on why Spongebob is good. Because we always just think, oh, because it's just the old Spongebob is good. <laughs> it's just because it's um, good. It's entertaining. But it goes it goes beyond the comedy and it goes into um, something a lot deeper. It goes into uh, extreme uh, character details, something that you wouldn't even notice, even though it is affecting you. And one of the reasons why most people like the show. And I really like uh, Reef Blower because um, you know I'm starting out in animation, trying to make my own stuff, and this is so short. This is a lot like the stuff you'll find on YouTube of people. Of, of YouTube animators who, you know, just pour months and months and months into just something that's less than five minutes. 
and they're trying to get that perfect story where it starts off with something and it ends with something and it mirrors the beginning. That's what you want. This is a very uh, closed and almost perfect little cartoon episode. Um, you could almost understand, uh, not all of it, but you could understand most of the show from this. Um, and it, it is important to watch chronologically because in the next one, to get the Tree Dome, Squidward's not in it. Um, so you would have to wait till the fourth episode, which is technically the second episode, the fourth episode to see, um, you know, the Squidward and SpongeBob relationship. But, um, yeah, I, I really like Reef Blower. I like that it's the only episode without dialogue. It's almost like Pink Panther. Um, yeah, a lot of like Pink Panther type vibes, heavy on music and sound effects and purely visual humor. And it's a sort of, a someone you know versus someone else uh, deal going on and i'm trying to capture this in my own cartoon which is called frank and it's on my youtube channel and we're eventually going to get this podcast um not on my own but i'm going to we're going to create our own youtube uh, channel for this podcast and that will link it to there but if you want to find my cartoon which i had the very first episode it took seven months to make it's called frank it is a no dialogue um show about a um mid-twenties uh, uh, food truck owner who gets into mischief and all other kinds of stuff but tries to help people. It's kind of like Pink Panther meets Hey Arnold. Um, but this this episode is what I'm trying to capture in that, where it's, can you get the story across in less than five minutes and there be no dialogue, just sound effects and facial expressions and have a very closed story uh, where, it, where it's not just insanity the whole time and it's like what what like you lose track of it no you this is this is good but from all of us here at bikini bottom live i'm landon and i'm mckinley and thank you for listening hello listeners sorry we had to cut this episode short we are having a lot of audio issues with our current setup we would also like to make a correction from the very first episode, where we said we were the only Spongebob podcast, and that is incorrect. There has been one called, Is Mayonnaise a Podcast? on Apple Podcasts, where they go through every episode and pull life lessons from each episode. They are almost done with the first season. It's a little more of an adult podcast. If you want more Spongebob content, definitely check them out.